Hundred bucks says you can't put three blades in. You want to throw? What do you have to say, Bliskin? Call me Snake. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed the interview that we had attached with this one. Uh, Peter Jason, legendary character actor, worked with any, everyone from John Wayne, Spielberg, of course, his good buddy, Stuart Pankin, John Carpenter. Man, so many. The guy's credits are just unbelievable. And so funny, so many people out of all the movies they've seen him in, Brewster's Millions. That was the one that people said the most, which I, I agree with that, too. But uh, yeah, so I hope you checked out the movie that they, Stuart and Peter worked on into the forest deep in the forest deep in the forest that video on demand may 31st came out a few weeks back so yeah check it out support them because they supported us by taking the time to chat with us and man woof escape from la you know what i thought i've seen this movie i've only seen the trailer i think as a kid maybe at like the video store and i think it's maybe from my first time i ever say this because i jamie He's nodding, looking at me right now. I love, try to find something I love in every movie. Like, they're my children, you know? 70 plus sequels we covered, probably 80 now. And they're like our children. Man, this kid I cannot love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's always one in every family. There always is one. And this is is it. But I don't want to say too much more. I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how are you? Well, I wish I had a chance to escape watching this movie because, you know, there there are some movies, and, and I get it, you know, they're made a long time ago, um, you know, but they still can, they, they still hold up. This movie does not hold up at all. And I, I didn't see this movie the first time. I think I was like you. I watched the trailer. But man, like, this looks like it's the cheapest movie I, I and I know I, I believe it was like a fifty fifty million dollar budget or something like that, yep. which I'm amazed at because the special effects are horrendous. The story, the story is basically the same story as the first movie in a way. It's just ugh. It, before, it was bad. Before I bring on our action sequel expert, I have to say the one little like behind the scene tidbit. Again, no matter what, a movie can have hokey special effects, but it could still be a good movie. This movie, there's like no movie, like no redeeming qualities. There's some cool lines, I guess, and some characters that I sort of enjoyed. But the the thing about the special effects that's kind of funny, the company that they hired, because you had to think when this movie was made, beginning of CGI, they they hired a company at Buena Vista that never did this. But wait a this second. This is the first time they ever did it. Okay, but this was made in 1996, the same year as Independence Day. Oh, yeah, and a few years after, okay. I get that. Okay. Okay. So, so it, I, you know, to say that it's the beginning of CGI, I, 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 I don't buy. I don't. That no. Me, what I'm saying hold is, water. they they got convinced by somebody at Buena Vista that hey, we can do this. I can. Well, totally that's a different. That that's out. a different. That's a different story. That's so, that's yeah, basically so. what happened because I yeah. I don't think John Carpenter would have hired like guys that didn't know what they were doing because look what happened to it. But uh, you know, I, I just before you go, you know, I looked up which act, what action movies came out. Um, that year you're talking about independence day the rock the eraser and mission impossible 
Wow. And th- and this. <laughs> so you're talking about like the child that you don't like. I mean, you know, if you're an action fan, uh, oh, this movie. And he, is Eraser ridiculous. has the great alligator crocodile scene that looks like legit. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's bring on. Uh, if you're watching this on video, you can see uh, our action sequel expert, Andrew Powers, just like Snake Plissken himself. Just call me Susie. <laughs> you know, you're like the carrot top of uh, <laughs> movie review for our, our, you know, our live audience or whatever. Because, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you are able to dress the part every time. Oh, this whole thing. I just threw this on from my closet. <laughs> so, so that that wig is yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he grew it out. He grew he grew it out just for us. He's a method. He's a method reviewer. <laughs> he's a method reviewer, man. So this is like number six for Andrew. I was trying to think of all of them. Obviously, Death Wish three, Under Siege two, Mechanic two, Best, uh, of, the best, best of the Best two. Yeah. Another Death Wish, right? He did two Death Wishes. Oh, Death Wish four. And then uh, Escape from L.A., which is a two. So pretty much mostly twos, except Death Wish three and four. He's our go-to guy for number two. Was this your first movie? Did you see this movie before or no? No, this is my first uh, venture into the Escape movies. Uh, I've seen them. I've seen like the trailers, uh, but I've never actually watched them. Uh, So it was a treat. It was a treat. (laughs) So you, so you, you liked it? Um, I, I think so. If if Captain Ron is the third entry in the trilogy, I I like it. Uh, I I see the the, tra- the trajectory of each movie. So yeah, okay, I got you. I I can see where they got the Batman voice though, like the today's Batman voice. Yeah, he, oh. he, he has the Batman voice the whole movie, which I I was I was irritated by his voice the entire movie. But yeah. I will I, I will say Escape from L.A is the Death Wish 3 of the franchise. Because, I mean, if you... So if you go Escape from New York, right? Escape from New York was was scary. It was, uh, you know, Carpenter was really throwing, like, the zombies out there and stuff, and Loomis is the president. It, it, it was... It was intense. This is just plain fun bullshit, right? This is just shoot him up, uh... Nothing makes sense. It's nothing. You know what? I partially agree with you. I I would say the the part I don't agree was fun, but I agree that it was bullshit. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah. So no, the so we'll we'll get into it. But the thing, just the whole story of this. I hate when movies when you get to the end of the movie and basically the whole reason for the movie happening is not real. And we'll get into that at the end. But I hate when movies do that. Like when you watch a movie and you're like, wow, this is a great part of the story. It's like, actually, that never really happened. And you're like, what? This whole movie? I just watched thinking this is like the reason. Be- but doesn't this happen? I mean, I saw the first one a long time ago. And there's a lot of similarities to this movie from the oh, first one. Oh, it's the same. Pretty same much movie. Same. That's why it bombed. And another reason it bombed, and I don't agree, they said there's too much violence. I know there's like shooting and stuff, but I'm like, it's there's not enough violence for they, a Carpenter movie. Like, yeah, his other I, movies, like think of like the fog and like the obviously the Halloween movies. There's usually more violence. But two things I got to say before we dive in. One was one of the references they made in the whole movie a lot was Cleveland 
like, oh, Cleveland, man, you, you got caught in Cleveland. I'm like, all right, Cleveland sounds like it might have been a better movie, Escape from Cleveland, because everybody tries to leave Cleveland anyway. And one thing that I read that was mind blowing was, remember Ghost of Mars? Yeah. So that movie was originally a script that was already written that was Escape from Mars oh. with Pliskin. And all they did was do a little bit of rewrites and change the main character's name. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. I, I, you know what? Honestly, and, and I, I love these 90s and 80s action movies. I don't even think the action was that good. Like it really like it was not a good like and and any any chance of having a good action scene, they threw in a bunch of dumb crap that went with it and it kind of ruined it like the hang gliding or all that kind of stuff like it, it, to <laughs> oh me it's God. like it, it first of all there's a lot of sports kind of stuff going on in this movie okay like well, we can't talk about well let's not even really okay, mention the right, one right, scene I right, have that clip right. for later so oh, we can okay. really yes. talk about right. that yes all right and I was thinking it'd be really cool if we can get people to listen. To go to the local parks and reenact that because I'm gonna well, do you, it. You, I have a little, a little just trivia about that part. We'll get there. Um, nothing major, but like something he did. I don't know if you know. Like, no, right, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get but there. when we get there, so okay, let's just okay. dive right in. So this movie, given how we feel about it, uh, the cast they have great people in this movie. Like the stage, Stacey Keach, which from talking to Peter, they're like longtime buddies now. They're on Mike Hammer uh, for a season together. And uh, you even get like Peter Jason right in the beginning of the movie, like when Snake lands. His, I wish I can go back and ask him about that because he told too many, so many awesome stories. But his little like to start the movie was well after we get the dumb intro of 1998, lots of crime happening, 12.6 earthquake. I'm like exposition out the wazoo that we're getting all of this stuff that happens, and every everybody that's bad has to go to L- L.A. Well. Not really bad though, because they they like you know when they talk about who goes to L.A., they talk about like immigrants and like um like almost like poor people. They don't mention killers. They don't mention like thieves. They they mention like like regular people. Yeah, you know. And I feel like okay, so it's a fifty million dollar budget. The earthquake scenes look like someone was shaking a camera. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It it was the worst earthquake. Really, really, it looked like the camera was shaking. The only thing I have to say is my favorite. The the only great graphics that were in the movie, and they weren't even graphics. They did like a third scale model. Was when they uh, showed uh, the building shatter. Not the building shatter. It was the uh, the big like the the highways. Those highways in LA, yeah. the the big loops. When they broke, I was like, "Holy crap, that is good." I thought that was CGI. I'm like, "Man, the CGI is going to be awesome." But then I watched the behind the scenes, and they made like a it was a toy. It looked like model. a toy car. It looked like a toy car going around. <laughs> it, that's what it was. It was a model, right? It was a mo- that's it what it was. Uh, you know, oh, it was horrendous. Like, and and just to let you know, there's something at the end of the movie that I couldn't believe they left in there. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Ooh, oh my it. gosh, so. <laughs> <sighs> so then Andrew, we get uh so we get Commander Malloy that's paid by because now it's 2013. They talk about LA is like impossible to escape. Which is it like I don't know. when they showed where the island was, it didn't look that far to yeah. land. Like it literally like I know it's separated, but it it definitely was swimmable. 
you know, you're trying to escape. Compared to the first movie, because the first movie, you know, they had guards on the wall. Uh, you know, the, I think the very first sequence of the of the first movie, like they bombed someone who was escaping on a mattress, right? Uh, this one, I mean, we didn't see any kind of security on there. Um, yeah, it, it, weird. It was weird. I mean, even when he when he reached shore, right, and he uh, and he he reached that that cool guy. You know, everyone had guns, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just passing by," and they let him walk through. I, yeah. I, I I said that I go you know the guy's like standing there with a gun in his face goes we don't we don't look we don't want you on us out on our island something yeah. like that he goes I'm walking through okay <laughs> <laughs> like there really wasn't much to it at all <laughs> and Peter Fonda so Peter oh. Fonda is in this movie as a surfer isn't he didn't he win like an Oscar for this movie I think so. oh yeah. Well, yeah, not for this one. movie. But he probably won for like on Golden Pond or something. Like you know, like he's a he's a big yeah. time actor. What is he doing in this movie? Like you know, I, as hey. as a surfer, <laughs> <laughs> who is following Snake Plissken? Like creeper, really. So we'll get. So when they get there, I played it in the intro when uh, Peter Jason has the great. In, he, if you're not going to be part of this, you know what? Are, what else are you going to do if you're not going to fall in line? He goes, what do you got to say for yourself? He says, a Pliskin. And he's like, call me Snake. Call me I'm snake. like, <sighs> Well, I I wrote this. They said that the island is for the undesirable and unfit. Yeah. Yep. Right? So does undesirable also mean like ugly people? If you've oh, committed a course. moral crime, I'd say ugliness might be a moral crime against America. Yeah. Okay. All right. So all the ugly people go. I, see, now I can get behind that. Yeah, that's why they have the Surgeon General to you know shape oh. shape up the face and oh. or ship out the Get Surgeon General. And the, and honestly, the moral America sounds really lame when they go through all the rules. When uh, Cliff Robertson's going through the rules as the president, <sighs> Jesus, no, no fun at all. I mean, no yeah. smoking. When Snake gets into L.A. proper, it's a party, man. That looks funny. <laughs> yes. No red, no red meat, right? They didn't they say no, no red, red meat? meat. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't want to go to the island? Because they feel like they, I feel like they do whatever they want. I think it would, Jose Cuervo said, "Like this is the only place where you're free." Didn't you? <laughs> Can we talk about like no joke? Like who? I love John R. Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who wrote this movie, and Kurt Russell. They all this is the only movie that Kurt Russell had writing credit on. I really well, hope. I wonder he did. why he hasn't done it since. The <laughs> that is That's true, true. but. Cuervo, let who wants to see Che Guevara as a villain in a in a Kurt Russell movie? Like, really? Well, you but you also had Steve Buscemi, who looked like he was a, a combination of Ducky from <laughs> um, what was it? The the what's that movie with Ducky? Oh, uh, Pretty in Pink. Yes, right, Pretty in Pink. So he look he's dressed like Ducky and and Jack Nicholson's Joker from Batman. <laughs> yeah, like he was a combination like like that and I, and he looked so young so it's probably one of his early movies i guess it i don't was. know but so I, i'm not saying he wouldn't have done this movie anyway but when you look at like imdb trivia it says he did this movie in order to get money to do his first movie like direct his first movie but no he looked the same as he did in a, it's the same years too as billy madison he looks the same like it looks like the same outfit when he's uh putting the lipstick on and crossing billy's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He went from the set to set. He probably just walked on over. Map to the stars, Eddie. <laughs> what a name. 
who who supplies like this? So where are they getting all their supplies from? Where are they getting their gas from? Where are they getting their bullets from? Can we talk I, about the bullets? Dude, you got to think, in a, you're on a cutoff island that probably isn't getting shipments like you said. There's a scene when they're celebrating Corvo and they're just firing guns in the air. And every bullet, like, what are those? Those bullets got to come down, right? They're all firing, firing straight in the air. Wait, so you think when you fire them in the air, if they come down, they're going to pierce you the same way? Well, they, I think they would still hurt. I don't know about that. It's like throwing a bunch of rocks. If you were next to me and I threw a bullet at you, you'd, ow, that might hurt. Wait, if you threw if you threw a bullet at me, you're gonna say ow. Like you, you right. might say ow. Yeah, but if you're shooting it, it's not gonna it's not gonna say have the same impact. It's gonna lose some of the velocity once it comes down. Hmm. Coming from the gun, Andrew. What do you think? If I threw a bullet off the top of the Empire State Building, I think you could kill okay. somebody in the bottom. Uh. Okay, now, now you go into the Empire State Building? We're just talking about throwing it up in the air and standing in a no, circle. No, I'm talking about them firing the gun in the air. Okay, but at a certain point, it's going to it's gonna slow down, and now it's going to come down. And it's going to go fast coming down. Not as fast as coming out of a gun. If there's any scientists listening at sequels only, tell us about shooting bullets in the air. Really, I want to know. I need to I need to figure this out. <laughs> so then we get the, the whole story of the the plot of this movie again it's the same as the first one but then you get what's her name from uh wasn't she on my so-called life aj langer what what movie was she in like in her teens uh, she looked familiar she I looked think familiar. she was on my so-called life I, she's on one of those shows but anyway her name is utopia fun fact kate hudson audition for this role didn't get it oh uh, wait 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 kurt russell wrote the movie and he couldn't get his daughter a job in here? His stepdaughter. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, so, okay. Step- okay. <laughs> oh, so if it was his daughter, then he could have. But his son's in this movie. His his actual son with Goldie Hawn uh, is so then uh, had- extra in a scene. Okay, so there you go. So if you're blood, he'll get you a movie. But if you're step, you know, you step- stepchild, I can't help you. No halfies. <laughs> halfies take no. a step. Okay. Right. But the fact that A.J. Langer, Utopia, was able to hijack Air Force Three in a pink suit. How could the president's daughter get access by herself to go in and, and she can fly the plane? Why is her name Utopia? Well, I think her dad, that's what he wants. Her to do. Again, this is only 2013. So this is nine uh, years okay, in the so, past okay, that we so live in. I, I was going to say, we're a little behind then. Because, yes. if, because if, if, if we're in 2022 and that's 2013... They had high expectations, and, yeah. we, and we failed everywhere. <laughs> so They're getting uh, almost run by a guy, Corvo jo- Jose Corvo Jones, that who has a pet pigeon like uh, Bert <laughs> on Sesame Street. And somehow he's running the biggest gang in L.A. And how about his car? Can we talk about his car? Oh. It has every like doll head. Well, I I like Steve. Okay, okay, that okay. So he has that. Steve Buscemi has a car that shoots darts. How are they making this on this island? Where are they like? Where are they getting any kind of way to make these high tech stuff? <laughs> that is true. You know, like I mean, like I are, are, is the government supplying the, the you know the island? Like, well, they still have Sil- Silicon Valley, right? Wait, oh wait, oh no, 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 that's still cut, that's cut off from LA. You know, late. In the middle of the movie, when he's talking to Latina Vicky Valancourt, um, he he asked 
Like, why don't you go to Mexico? And she was like, no, it's better here. And I was like, so wait, so there's an escape to Mexico? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, like, I, so I have a feeling that they have, uh, they have international trade with Mexico. They, they can, they can import export, uh, pretty regularly. I mean, if they can get to Mexico, right. Um, I think they can get stuff in. Well, so what's the time frame from the earthquake that separated the island to where the movie starts? 15 years. Okay, so in 98, the earthquake earthquake happened in 98. Okay. And in 15 years, that's what what happened? (laughs) So it went from a normal society to that? Chaos. Absolutely, Complete I love chaos. that you called her Latina Vicky Valencourt. I, I, I was, I was thinking not Elvira. The fact oh, that okay. the girl from the girl from Hot Shots is oh, in yeah. a role like this that I can't take her seriously. Not, <laughs> and she's she has such a strong Italian accent and a terrible but, wig. She uh, has an Elvira oh, wig on. Oh, she's Joan Jett. She looks like Joan Jett. Joan Jett, yeah. <laughs> but she's a Muslim from South Dakota. Right, she's a Muslim from South Dakota who has an Italian accent. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. So then we get the whole the whole plot of this movie. Like again, it's sort of like the first one. Uh, they want Snake to go get this black box that was in Air Force Three that has, which, what does it have? Does it have? It, is that the black box for that's the nuke like the nuclear football? Because that's what he's going to do with it later in the movie when he thinks that he has it. The president. So right. I'm guessing that's what it is. But right. the fact that they're like. We're going to put a virus in you. And then if you go get the black box, we'll give you the anecdote. I'm like already snoring at the plot of this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the first time he comes on scene, it's not even like dramatic. I just, yeah, I, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't into it. I really wasn't. And the fact that like they gave him this outfit to wear and I question this, his boots, Right, he looked like he had like these long galoshes, like rain, <laughs> like rain boots. Like if you're if you're if you're dropping him off somewhere where he's going to be combat and run, wouldn't you give him like something that's a little bit more comfortable? Like that looks like you barely can move. They were like knee highs. They were they were knee high boots. Some like Nikes, some cross trainers. He's going to move. Okay, but even even if it was work boots, like they, these were galoshes. These were knee high <laughs> galoshes. Ridiculous. So I, I'm going to tell you right now, the only parts of the movie I really liked Ugh. were involving the holograms because it was really funny when he got the guns and they were showing him everything. And when he goes and he goes to shoot them and they're the holograms. Or, 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 no, no, that was later. What was he? What did he do? The no, first no, no, time? no, 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 because he he was he sh- went to shoot them because he said, um, so are you the ones that are going to be giving me the antidote? And they said, no. And that's when he started shooting them. Yeah. Before that, though, nope. I think he went to jump on them. He went to like choke them out. That's what it was. And yeah, that's he went when to he choke them out. Yeah. Holograms. They were in the other room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The next time when he shot at them, it was blanks. They were actually oh, in the okay, room, okay. but they gave him blanks. They said the first round, the first magazine's blanks. And I'm like, oh my god, that was funny as hell to me. But how how quick could he put the other round in there? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And would you want to be the guys that are waiting for him down below the sub when or when they were putting him? Because he just shot these people, and they said, "All right, you know what? Now the next round is the real gunfire. What's going to stop you from shooting them?" Wouldn't that have been like a, a real naked gun joke? Like he goes, he switches them, and they're like, "It's actually the third magazine." <laughs> <laughs> 
and he keeps like changing them. But the fact that he had to get into this one man submarine in order to get there, like there was no other way. It's the government. They couldn't like bring him in like a different way. But <laughs> was was that strange, or the strange the fact that? He knew his way around that underwater <laughs> yeah. disaster zone that had like you know su- like su- a, it had a sunken town, a city, and he's never been there. He's never, never been there. Been there. He knew exactly where to go, how, and and he was going full speed, so he was able to go underneath concrete around signs to go exactly where he needed to go. And not to mention, he's never driven a, a, a submarine before either. <laughs> no. I love that he did go past. I did like in this movie, the ruins of LA, the things you saw, like the Hollywood bowl. He went past yep. in there. Even when he first gets there, it's uh, the, the Chinese theater is all like shattered. And then later on, there's a cool part in the movie that has like cool behind the scenes. We'll talk about, but yeah, man, like, and the fact that the president basically says like, I don't want my daughter back. Kill her. Like, that's what this guy wants for Jesus. Like, well, I wasn't sure he was serious about that until later on. No, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. What well, if he wasn't serious and it was just like an like ah, uh, you know, killer, you know? And then he killed her. He's like, "You son of a bitch! I didn't mean that. You think I wanted my own daughter dead?" <laughs> Ridiculous. There was a lot of a lot of points in this where you were wondering if it was making fun of itself, uh, where you, oh. like was was was. Carpenter really just like fucking around. Um, Wait, you mean you mean when the submarine went by a big shark I that mean, looked that, like it looked like an animatronic shark that oh, was on like yeah, a ride? That was great. <laughs> I love that. Like it literally just like didn't even swim. It just like popped out like to grab him, and then it, the, the submarine went right past him. <laughs> and then he landed. On, he he parked on the cliff, and then that's what we talked about earlier with Peter Fonda and the other surfers. And the Stacy Keach calls him and he says, "How's everything going?" And the submarine falls off into the water and just so he's like sol now stuck there and then he's just walking down mulholland drive that was cool like seeing the desolate areas that was just for like the way whenever they do that any movies like in i am legend when you saw Times square like with grass and lions that was pretty cool yeah but he when he met peter fonda he kind of pulled the scooby-doo because peter fonda was following him snake was ahead of him and then somehow snake ended up behind him and popped up behind him. And that so, so like, I don't know how he did that. Magic. Snake magic. Yeah. Well, he's a snake. He's slithering. He goes in. Maybe he really turns into a snake. That's his thing. Is that his first name, Snake? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't remember the first movie. So like I don't know. Oh, you know. yeah. It was it was like Bob or something. It was it was yeah. It was terrible. Bob so Bob I, wasn't tough enough, so he had to go snake. Snake, yeah. Well, Bob's not a tough name. So Bob Bob, Bob, not tough. So you don't think Bob Pliskin was a, is tough? Doesn't go. <laughs> it sounds like a, a plumber that has twenty four seven on call <laughs> service. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Bob's. Sorry, Bob's. We Bob's lost all out. the Bob's. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Bob's are. Out. I loved uh, when Peter Fonda, like when he did when he did pull that, and he goes, "Thanks for not killing me." You know, I, I, I didn't realize it was Peter Fonda at first. I, I knew I recognized him, and I just c- couldn't get it. And then when I saw the credits, I'm like, that was P- – again, this is this is an Academy Award winner playing a surfer dude in, in a horrible movie. Like, 
Well, Bishemi did Bishemi ever win? Not, not that early in his career. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's ever won. I mean, when was Reservoir Dogs? Uh, before this. Okay. So, right okay, so, this, he went, yeah. so he so he played a great role. I mean, he was only a side role there, but he was awesome in that movie. Yeah, this yeah. Movie, this movie, is a little, he was a little annoying. He like, was, but he was what he is in some movies. No, he you know? is, but, but who is he working for? Because I felt oh. like he was like, everybody trusted him, but he was working everybody. Yeah, all he did was have it. He was doing it. was a map to the stars with no map. It was a video. It was an audio recording on the smallest little disc. It was yeah. like, why? Well, why would they want that? Why would you want technology that you could lose like that? That's which is so the tiny. exact same disc that the government uses. Yes, for nuclear bomb, like weapons or whatever. Or yeah, the oh, same black this. box. Yeah, same exact. <laughs> and like. They only have one, like so. They only make one. So, so if they ever lose it, like, what if they lost it? Like before it even started, like before the movie started, they, you know what? They asked, you know, Stacey Keach, can you bring the? Oh, you know what? I can't find it. My keys, and I can't find my keys and the black box. <laughs> All right, there Great goes snake. that. You know, we'll I mean, like, to put a virus in him and make him go on this. But like, mission. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I would assume the government would have more than one. Way a spare. To... You gotta have a spare. The dealership gives you a spare, just like the government should have a spare, okay. a backup disc or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so and then walk... I, 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 yeah. I would say Snake pulled the Raiders of the Lost Ark in this in this scene with the Ooh, with the guy with the knife. The guy who's gonna throw the knife at him wasn't oh, yeah. like the... coming up, and then he just turns around and shoots him. Well, yeah, he shoots with uh, Carradine. Robert Carradine from uh, that was Robert Car- Carradine. Revenge of the Neighbors. He's a skinhead. Hey, can you throw the knife in? How how can you get these three knives in him? And then he shot him in the alleyway, like five minutes, like not even five minutes later. Right, right as the guy was about to throw it at him. Oh wait, wait that was Robert Carradine. Yeah. Wait, the bald guy. Yeah, he plays a skinhead that gets shot. That's amazing. I didn't. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even realize that was him. <laughs> That's great. He's not Gilbert, right? Gilbert's uh, no. Anthony... Gilbert is the, the Anthony Edwards. Yeah. So I, I can never think of the, his name in that movie. It's it's Lewis and Gilbert. Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Lewis. Okay. Well, yeah. I know the song. So Lewis and Gilbert. <laughs> Tadashi. Uh, <laughs> so then we see like just before it gets there. I love the Chinese theater I mentioned and Capitol Records. Shout out to Audio Andy if he's listening. Capitol Records destroyed. And how about, did you notice the one stripper that had a dildo hat? It was like a Viking helmet. Like we noticed in mannequin two, that was like, that was like a rubber Viking helmet, which wasn't even during Viking times. This movie, there was a stripper with like, and I'm like, it was dildos on her helmet. (laughs) I I don't remember that. Did she have them in the same place as the horns for a Viking helmet? Yes. So she had two of them, but they weren't pointed up. So maybe they weren't excited. I don't know. (laughs) You. <laughs> oh man! So then we get what? This is what 2013, nine years ago, from where we're at in 2022. Everything's broken, garbage can fires everywhere. Uh, hookers. This is essentially Jason takes Manhattan, but <laughs> everything's on fire. When he's in that alleyway, every garbage can's on fire. Well, is there electricity on the? I like. Was there electricity? Oh, I don't think there was. It, the whole oh, movie looks like it's, it looks like it's at nighttime. The entire movie. They shot this entire movie at night. No okay, day well, shot. Seventy that, nights they shot. 
Oh, that had to be rough. But see, but it makes sense though because the entire movie was dark. So yeah, I yeah. wonder if there's electricity. So that's why they have all the fires. Yeah. <laughs> but where are they getting the matches from? <laughs> they're. I mean, they're getting supply. Like they they are living an everyday life there. I mean, you know. So, like, I I I really question again the gasoline. They have tons of cars that are always driving by. If this was like a real place, it'd be like the new Sturgis. Like you would get like the bikers, Hells Angels, all these like big time biker gangs. They'd be like, screw you, North Dakota. I'm not going to go to you anymore. I'm going to go to this place because the, everyone had a motorcycle in this movie. Well, we did see the cars in like that first sequence and then obviously mapped to the Eddie's car that shoots yep. the shoots. But mo- it's mostly a like, ton of motorcycles. It, it, it's st- I. I got to a point where I was almost thinking like a Mad Max kind of look to it. Yeah. Like, because I, you know, so I'm thinking, all right, but it, I don't know. You know, even like the, the chase, I mean, I don't know if we're close to the chase yet. Are they close to the car chase? The motorcycle chase? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. this is very close. Yeah. This is right after. So, right in the next scene is when we see Cuervo again and he has the president's daughter and he has the disco ball. And I forgot to mention the disco oh. ball. That he has in the in the trunk of his car. So is that what is that an El Camino he has? Because it has like that hatchback back, like the little bed on it. It look it looked like it. The doll heads. Well, yeah. What's the what's the point of the doll heads? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is that supposed to be scary? Like, I mean, like this is the guy that everybody's afraid of. He has doll heads. I don't know why. I think they were. Just I, I don't have any guess. Up- they're trying to soup up his car more than Isaac Hayes in the first one. Because so Isaac Hayes, remember, he had the chandeliers uh, oh, yeah. you know, above the headlights. So I think they were just trying to do anything they can to, to make him look even half as cool. So they <laughs> so they even copied that from the f- first movie because I oh, know the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing. Because <laughs> even even like the Pam Greer part is kind of copied. Not I mean not not her whole part, but like he wasn't there someone that he used to work with. In the first movie that he had to meet in like an underground something. S- Snake. Yeah, no, I know you heard me. I, yeah. the first I movie, watched the I movie think... when I interviewed Joe Alves because okay. he was a production designer. I watched I th- it and that was like the first time I watched it. No, I, I think he did. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, repetitive story. But that's, okay, why so- I, that's why I think this one was riffing off the first one. I thought the I thought the intention of this movie was to make fun of the first one. And I, that's how I approached it the whole time. And that's why I thought it was fun because it's because everyone everyone knew who Snake was. He had to sneak into L.A., but everyone yeah. knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they the, the outfit they gave him, he had like a cape. Look like a big cape that he, he had. had and like, he had like a, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, but you know what though? But this movie was made what? How long after the first movie? 15 years? Uh, mm. Yeah, about 13, okay. 14. So you would think like, I mean, think about Rambo, right? You know, between Rambo 3 and then that, that newer Rambo that he made, you know, it was a long time in between and he like, he upped the game. There's no up in the game in this movie. Like it, in fact, I think it went backwards. I feel like yeah. everything went like it just, you know, pe- people that love the first movie probably were so excited to see it. I'd be curious what opening weekend was, but I'm sure word of mouth just destroyed it. Yeah. Well, if the movie only did 25 of the 50 million budget, I'm sure that maybe the first weekend did really well and then it just tapered off fast. Well, he made, I think, like 10 million for the movie. Ah. So, I mean, whew. <laughs> 
But yeah, so okay, so back to the, the chase scene. So and he's on the motorcycle. Now he's getting shot at all over the place. Ugh. How right? does he not get anything not, near him? No, the one thing that gets him was the rock and the rope that goes around his head. Yeah. That's the only thing. How how is that possible? Like that were that that he can't dodge, which is coming at pretty slow at him, but every bullet he's able to b- dodge. Yeah. <laughs> and the only the special effects, the only one that like even though it looks bad now looking at it, when he did that jump off the ramp oh. and he landed in the bed just before that, like watching it, you could see like where the bike was basically like they froze the frame and like moved it for him to land. <laughs> but I'm like, wow, like maybe then this looked good because all the movies we think about, I don't remember any of the CGI being involved with like things like that. It was like more like dying. I don't know in terminator 2 judgment day like the cgi if it's ever the cars or if it really is just like robert patrick and arnold if there's any other kind of cgi like if there's cars wise but that like I, I don't remember any movies that use cars and made them move like that you know what i just when did when did terminator 2 come out 92 or 3 <laughs> so this movie came out like four or five years after yeah. that <laughs> yeah Wow. Okay. Oof. Well, back then it was all about using the right company. Like there's so many of those CGI movies that came out or even big name movies that they look good for then, but it didn't stay with because okay, technology. So you're, so you're telling me, you you know, Carpenter is going to go with a, 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 an unknown company. Cause clearly they never did anything like this ever. Which is crazy. Which, so, I mean, you know, John, oh, trust man. me, I know we can do it. Yeah, okay. he'll do it. Holy shit, he said yes. He's, the, the only thing is that we have to do CGI. What's CGI? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. let's you know, let's look it up. Yeah, of course we can do it, John. <laughs> but that's Holy the way man. it looks because there's some of the parts of this movie oh. just again, and it costs a lot. Even though Kurt made ten million, still like that's still a lot of a budget for a movie that got shot. Pretty quick. She got shot over three months, so it's really not the. So it must have been the CG, or they didn't uh, use a lot of money for it. I'm know. surprised it took that long to shoot it <laughs> for a movie like this. I mean, the, even the, even the the, the the lines in the movie, like it's not a lot of dialogue, right? No. I mean, it's like you know, and it's just like so. Like, there's no story, there's no dialogue. It's just basically the same set used over and over again. So, like, I'm surprised it took six months. Really, I mean, it's 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 you know, I don't, I don't know. This is you know, I I really wanted to like this movie. And yeah, me too. I'm, I, I'm starting to get angry the more we talk about it because <laughs> I wasted two hours of my time, an hour forty minutes of my time watching it. How about when Snake uh, when he gets knocked off by the medieval weapon that Corvo Jose Corvo Jones uses, and then it's just him surrounded by seven or eight guys, and he says. Let's do Bangkok rules. And in my head, I'm just like, all right, these guys know who Snake is. They know it's in his name. He's a snake. Yep. Why would they why would they follow this dumb rule of throwing a can in the air? And when the can lands, that's when you shoot. <laughs> that you know what? It, it, it was actually kind of funny, you know, like that he that he did that. But like you then knew they the, fell for it. If they fell for it. Like, why would they like but again? If they're living like this for 15 years, I'm surprised any of them even speak a language. 
Yeah. You know, they probably a bunch of like they probably all bark and like a bunch of animals out there. So it's like, you know, they probably didn't even understand a word he was saying. <laughs> That's true. But the fact that they spread out before uh, he explained it all, they spread out from each other. Because they knew. And then I'm because like, they knew. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, they knew he's be? right. Yeah. Well, maybe they figured, enough, you know, he took yeah, them all uh, off. And then when the last shot's fired, that's when the can hits the ground. Well, this guy. and then he gets, then he, then he, why didn't he pick up his gun? He had that huge gun that got, that he was using on the motorcycle. And he, he just left it there after he got knocked off. And he's using his pistol. Oh, yeah. Why didn't he keep that gun? Maybe it broke. Maybe he's out of bullets. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone runs out of bullets in this movie. <laughs> not. So, so there's just a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of bullets flying everywhere. The neighbors who live by the, the this, they were pissed at Car- a Carpenter for firing actual like blanks. So he promised that they'll never because they shot at night. All those night shoots. So he promised after midnight they would CG the bullets. So they put him in post. Because if you remember the one when Corvo's having like that little parade later in the movie and yeah. they're firing, like you could tell it's like po- like put on the bullets Wait, afterwards. But but people that bought a house next to a movie studio are complaining about them yeah. filming a movie. Yeah. Why would you even listen to them? They, they it's I mean you it's like buying it's like buying a house next to like a train station. And asking you know them not to run any trains at night because you're trying to sleep. Hey Thomas, keep it down, you talking train. Jesus, <laughs> I mean they, they knew what they're getting themselves into. How can you even question what they're doing if you're buying it next to the studio? Dude, it's like that old person that buys next to a freaking school and complains about kids. People just love to complain. Or the kids are complaining that this old man that that bought the house next to the school. <laughs> He's always in the bushes and his pants are down. <laughs> but God, man, just the, yeah, the fact that they were. T- so the map to the Stars Eddie, there's one thing I wrote down. So with this pre-recorded map, this is what makes no sense. There's so many like they 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 mentioned money a few times, but the, this time it makes no sense. So it's fifty thousand dollars is what he charges for the black box and the map. So. Where are people getting money from? Where are they spending the money? Yeah, and like, what are they doing with the money? Because clearly, it's it's a free for all. So that made no sense when he when he and, said that. Yeah, and where's he getting people? Maybe that's why he has a charge so much. Because if he gets one customer, he hits his year quota. Because who's traveling to there? It's not like you can travel in and out of the third world, like. You know, the unmoral land. It's not like they're going to let you go there and visit and come back. <laughs> but where where are they getting money from? Where are they, where are they yeah. making money? Where are they, you know, are people working? Like, do people have jobs there? Like, is there a time clock that people are checking in and like someone's Somebody's got to light the garbage can fire so they can light themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you know, that really made no sense. <laughs> no, that's actually a good question, though, because I mean, so those certain late, a little bit later, those surgeries, right? Is anybody paying? Like, you're right. So there's the surgeon general. He's got a job. Uh, these people are coming in for for surgeries. You're right. Well, I, there has I to think be some I, sort of payment arrangement. There has to be some sort of economy in this. Well, the, I think the people coming in are kind of kidnapped. I don't think. They, I don't think. <laughs> no, no. I don't I know, think... The, the people that they're transplanting it onto. Oh. Yeah. 
Because I thought it was going to be like a class thing, like, you know, the upper class was good, but it had nothing to do with that. Really, that whole scene really had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. So let's it really let's, let's jump to that scene. I have that clip. But okay. no, the just before that, the only thing we saw was really not Elvira or Latin <laughs> Latin uh Nikki Valancourt when she's like, Can you get your own bush? She's she's yelling at him, Shh, they're gonna find us. And you're like, Who's gonna find you? So in this world of Jose Corvo Jones killing people, now they have to worry about like these other people that are hunting looking for people that don't have surgery done well that, that is kind of funny though because it's la so like they really oh, made fun of and he's a surgeon general of beverly hills not like of la or california yeah yeah, yeah. so here's uh here's oh. the legendary bruce campbell which you can't even tell it's him no I, I, you know what but when he started talking i was able I, <laughs> he's so bizarre looking you couldn't give them away oh. This. I can do nothing with and he's this trashing one. all the people that are alive yeah, looking at him. <laughs> oh, I can't work. How did he reach that? Snake, <laughs> Snake has something in his mouth. Oh, that Joan Jet. Now these two. That guy on the right is in a million things. A million guys. Yep. Yeah. Paul Blart. <laughs> yeah. This is very uncomfortable. Oh my God, <laughs> when he grabs her boobs. Oh, I think that's more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, he's sticking her. F- I guess that is weirder. Like, yeah, but you don't know where those fingers, those fingers were. It's true, but it's not him. Like, I can't believe that's Bruce Campbell somehow. Oh, how bizarre though! But what great makeup. <laughs> they said they wanted. To, uh, Rick Baker said he wanted to look like us, like people you saw walk around that had too much plastic surgery. Gonna take his other eye. He's gonna take his only eye. Snake's gonna be. Oh, there it is. The fact that the guys aren't perfect timing. Perfect Perfect time. <laughs> Look at the guy in the background. Oh my god. Oh, the nurse. My goodness. So bizarre looking. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy helps him. Back off. I love that he's ready to leave without. Oh, her. look at the lady with the hat. Hey, I just noticed her. Hey, <laughs> You're never gonna find your way out of here. But Snake's ready to leave, uh, not Elvira. He doesn't give two shits. Cut her down. Really. And then he finally gets her. But man. But you know what though? That special effects department was that was pretty good. That was, was great. That it, was the best very... part. See, I think I think that's the plot they should have ran with for the whole movie. That I would have liked to see a movie based around that. That oh, whole yeah. idea. Like the hunting people. people. Yeah. And yeah, I think that would have been a much better plot. There's too many subplots in this. That would have been a, a great plot. Just just focus on that, and that's all you have to do. But what what was the po- what's the point of that scene? Oh, it was that. Well, I don't know what the point was. It was just to show that there was another underground gang of quote unquote gang that was basically like trying to right their wrongs by fixing their faces just with more no, and more. No, I know, but like for this movie purpose. It, it, it's like social. It's like social commentary on like Hollywood lifestyle or the the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Like how far do they go to make themselves yeah. like even even in this prison island? You know they they still need to th- th- this glamour. 
I guess, but yeah, I would love an avenging force type of like the same kind of movie, like the hunt that came out a few years ago. That'd be a great movie. Like you have these hideous people with black, bad plastic surgery and they pick up people that are like good looking and they're trying to hunt them like that. I bet you there's a movie out there like that. Cause it sounds like that's a plot. Well, it's that sounds- is a million. That's a plot that's done a million times. Like the pest was that movie. And so was, uh, you know, Avenging Force, it's the same plot in a ton of movies. Like, let's kidnap somebody and we're going to hunt them. No, 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 not that. I'm talking about, like, the, the oh, plastic surgery. Yeah, like, that's that sounds like a real horror movie plot. Like, that would be, yeah. like, because you think about how graphic, like, if, you know, that taking the guy's eye, like, I could see them doing that in a horror movie. Like, you know, oh. Yeah. Eesh. Wasn't it obnoxious? Like, why did they use the roadhouse line throughout this movie just with a different word at the end? They kept doing the, I thought you'd be bigger I be taller. oh yeah I know. They, I know they kept saying i thought you'd be taller and i'm like really they're gonna use the roadhouse line but just a different word at the end well <laughs> listen again when you hear so much about snake plitzkin whatever i mean oh. you know if that's your nickname it means you're a moose <laughs> i i guess <laughs> So not Elvira. She was almost left by this guy. Snake almost left her. He basically at the uh, last second had like this morality. He's like, you know what? Let me let her out. And then within seconds, she goes, you know what? The UV is going to really be bad today. Even though he's going to die in seven hours, like on his little wristlet, come stay with me. My boyfriend and I broke up tonight. All right. And then he's thinking about it. And then what happens? She gets murdered. Within seconds. Like I forget what, what was her line. I forget what her line was. She said something like, you know, you get used to it. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you figure, once you figure this place out, you know, it's not so bad. And, and then she gets shot level. two seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the person that killed her was uh, they were in the, the car from Greece. <laughs> the guy with the pot face who looks like a 45-year-old yeah. uh, senior. <laughs> He's the that's the same car and it's the same spot from the race scene at the end of Greece. That valley that, that does, same little does, does Greece take place in California or Los Angeles? Well, that scene does, the racing scene. It does? Yeah. Well then the whole movie takes place there. They use that same thing from Judgment Day and a million No, no, but I'm saying does the movie Greece though take place in Los Angeles? Right Ohio, I don't think so. It seems like it is. <laughs> All right. Is it in the same universe? Maybe it's the same guy. You know <laughs> what? Know. I think we got something going. I think we got something uh, he, going here. Listen, you know what? He wouldn't need that guy with the pocket in his face. I don't think he'd need any makeup. He would fit perfectly in this world. Oh, he would. He was. He was a. I mean, I don't like to say it for too many people, but he was ugly. He was ugly, but his girl. See, and, and he would be. Oh, Cha Cha. Cha Cha was man. I looked but, her up. I think she passed away like ten years ago. But she was in something like twenty years ago, and she looked the same. I'm sure. Well, she's another one that looked like she was in her thirties, and she's at a high school prom. You know, I'll take it. But you, you know, we said they take the the undesirable. Well, th- that guy is definitely <laughs> undesirable. You know, so so in so perfect. Maybe he was the leader of all that because he was undesirable and he was a cha-cha. So maybe he was only really with cha-cha to kidnap her. Maybe. You know what? Not for nothing. The the nurse looked a little like cha-cha that had the plastic surgery. Yeah. She had like bushy hair like cha-cha. 
So maybe <laughs> this is, you know what? I think we got something going. This might be in the same, this might be in the same. Bro, when I saw the car, the fact that it was the same car with the flames, the colors were a little different, but on the same track, the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. And then, uh, so map of the star Eddie comes and he saves him sort of, sort of, but then he's sort of, he is, a, he's snake snake. <laughs> he's the real snake. Oh, he's a, I mean, in, in this terrible. movie. He's a snake. The dark should have been called snake. The car dart. Hey, let me just admit, let me change the station and then you get a dart to your chest. I, I feel like Snake trusted him way too much in this movie. Yeah, he screwed him so many times and he kept so many times. Him. Yeah, yeah. Like you would think he would learn and he he doesn't. Well, he does learn later. That's a really funny scene when I didn't yeah. see that. Did they show us as the audience what he did? No, right? Um, we'll no, get to did. it later. No, I think oh, he we did. did see it. I think so. I think, yeah, he drops a note. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but I mean, you know, like it took him 15 times to, for this guy to trick him that basically almost killed him multiple times. Yeah. To like finally learn how to trust him or not trust him. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is at the point that the president is like, is Snake, you know, he hasn't answered, like, what right. should we do with him? And I think this is even the, maybe the first of any times that the president is ready to run. This Cliff Robertson and uh, Keith says, "Don't count him out." And then we get USC. Okay. okay. So, uh, so so they first of all they captured at this point they they have Snake right Snake. So their torture is a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and and how how is it running? Because I haven't seen electricity in that whole. Oh, I think there might have been. I think there might have been lights at USC. There definitely oh, were. Okay. Had to be lights somewhere. Okay. Okay. But the first thing I thought before we get to the scene, after I, the scene came on, which I have the clip, I was like, "Oh, I remember this." But before that, didn't you feel like everybody was like watching, like, because I think the Olympics were there in '96, so like not too. Oh no, no, '96 at Atlanta was '92, uh, LA. Or eighty eight, one not too far off. But anyway, I'm like, is this like the gang Olympics? Before before you see the basketball court, you see like gang members like fighting each other and practice. And the one gang guy, what else was he in? He's another guy that's in a million things. The bald guy with the goatee. Yep, 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 yep. He yep. was in a million things too. I should have looked him up. Well, there there's definitely one cameo later on. Of a guy that's well, in a million all those guys. I, I know. I all know. those I guys yep. are from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so I cool know. that he used all those guys. But yeah, I know but, you're talking but about. But Ali, oh, it's great. Ali Young, yeah. the fact that he was in this movie and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's the same thing. He's just always in the background. He does one little thing in every movie and then that's it. The best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> so the basketball scene, which uh, I, I couldn't play the whole thing. But I had to play the well. This before, okay. the, the rules. Game time! Oh, you know who else he looks like? Not Raul Julia. Yes. <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> Two hoops. Full court. Ten what? second shot clock. Miss a shot, you get shot. I like how they have a Two hoops, right? Before you shoot, you get shot. Well, one in each. Two cent. points for a basket. No three-point bullshit. But he shoots more than that. All you got to do is make ten points. That's it. What do you mean? 
No, he has ten two points baskets. Is five. No, it's more than that because ten points By is five way, shots if they're all two points. Nobody's pointers. ever walked off that court alive. So the rules are so convoluted they make no, no sense. By the way, he practiced basketball as much as he could. He made every all these shots. What? He made all the shots, even the even the full court shot. So he, he, they, what I read was he was practicing basketball like on the set all the time, and and he wanted to make all the shots. Now Man, I don't know how many up. takes it took, <laughs> but he like they he, he literally wanted he wanted to make every shot. So that's what he did. Oh my god! But the the fact that the rules, because yeah, because he definitely said that it were two shots, and he says ten points, and none of that three point crap. All right. Well, this is 2013. The three pointer was around for years for him to use that as a thing. It was like, how old's Corvo Jones in this movie? 30, 35? His whole life he's seen the three pointer. So, what's this guy talking about? Well, the fact that they're they're basing on whether he's going to survive or not on a basketball game. What made them think, like, I mean, they're sitting at the table. They're like, all right, we got to, you know, we got to bring up the intensity a little bit. You know, we got to say, like, it, will he make it through some some kind of task, you know, that no one's ever passed? How about basketball? 2013 in the futuristic. Like, it, 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 it was like such an odd thing for this movie. It really and he wasn't was, even playing against it. He was playing against himself. It wasn't even like, it wasn't was even like a one with of himself. one. <laughs> it was just so out of place. Like yeah. he should have been like running through like a minefield or something trying to catch. Pa- I'd rather see him try to catch a football in a minefield. All right, well, <laughs> there you go. You know, Don't just- <laughs> even put that in the ethos. <laughs> I mean, just just playing basketball. One, he's playing one on one. One and oh. One. One, oh, one, one. I mean, I don't know. It just it was so out of place. It was such a bad choice. So Maybe stupid. when they were writing this part, they were like, oh, you know what? I got free tickets to the Lakers game. Let's go <laughs> try to figure out how we can do this scene. They're sitting there, have like seven or eight cocktails, and they're like, should be a basketball game. And it's like, Carpenter's like, what? And he's like, basketball game. And at the end, I'll have to, I'll be so tired. I have to heave a half court shot. And guess what? I make it. Listen, even Rambo played sheepball in, in, in Rambo 3. You know, yeah. but at least that was more action. At least it was other, like, you know, that was. This is just your the intense was he's playing by himself. Yeah. He's basically playing horse. <laughs> he's playing he played horse by himself. <laughs> Stupid. And, but then he converted the crowd. And, but then you know. He did. Well, because no one's ever done it before. No. He listen, you know what? He moved pretty fast for 10 seconds wearing all that uh-huh. stuff that he's that has with all the guns hanging and everything else. He moved pretty fast. <laughs> he did. <laughs> And those boots. <laughs> the bank shot. He did the bank shot. Oh, my God. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. And then from there, somehow the guy who later is sort of accurate, I guess, with a weapon, Corvo, because Snake's like, I'm getting out of here. And the guy doesn't open the gate. And then he looks back. Corvo grabs the gun. He climbs. And then. But I love that. You're right. The crowd did turn. They were like, holy shit. It was like defeating the vampire. <laughs> That was defeating the vampire. You're he's in wouldn't wouldn't it be great if he was in charge now? Yeah. All over about oh, how should we get the king of England? Us. Oh, I want a basketball king. With myself. <laughs> yeah, by myself. I I beat myself. <laughs> but, you, you know, Jose Cuervo missed him with the, the gun. But but again, while in the in in a car 
that was moving, he was able to throw the the, the medieval rope in the rock weapon and landed perfectly around his neck. Yeah. But he couldn't hit him. And I think he had a sniper rifle. He did. <laughs> and he couldn't so, hit him. So he couldn't hit him with a sniper rifle, but the rock and the rope, dead aim. Yeah. And let's the, talk about people that like know things. Snake then runs away. He's like in a junkyard. He takes a rag and he puts it into a gas tank, lights it. How does he know a car in a junkyard has a full tank of gas? Because what if that was a dud? Like, there's no gas in it. Then he's just lighting a rag, and nobody's going to run away from that. Well, that would have been like a wily Coyote move. Yeah. <laughs> he's hiding behind the bushes, and it just... <laughs> <laughs> and that, him winning the basketball game in Cuervo. Cuervo does dolls on his car. That's a red flag. Uh, the disco ball red flag. But the thing that makes Utopia leave is the fact that he didn't play by the rules when it comes to a stupid basketball game that he didn't let Snake walk away like unscathed. That's what gets her to leave. Yeah, but but she goes back to him a few times after that. Right after this. She yes. does it right afterwards in the tunnel when Map of the yeah. Stars Eddie comes yeah. in yeah. and shoots Pliskin in the leg. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, didn't make sense. So stupid. Well, what didn't make sense? The fact that that happened, all that whole scene, or the fact that he falls through the tunnel, and where does he come out? Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda's <laughs> there waiting for him? P- Peter Fonda is by him all the time. It's like he's his guardian well, angel. He is. He, and maybe he's not really there, and he's just as... You're right. Somehow, he's always something there to help him. Because without that, he would have drowned. He would have Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he was not there. And oh, I can't like I don't know what was worse, the surfing or the basketball. Like, I, I, oh, the surfing was great. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, like again, you're you're making this follow up to a movie that was made 15 years ago. Like, what makes you think that these two scenes, almost back to back, like two two ridiculous scenes? that the crowd's going to like this. Like the audience is going to like this with horrendous CGI. Yeah. And well, they thought then, then we bring him back with the Hershey scene. Well, the fact that he, he doesn't he do like a fist bump with uh Henry Fonda and then jumped to the car first. <laughs> yeah. Peter. Fonda, and he, not I'm Henry Fonda. Fonda. Uh, you're right, I said Henry Fonda. Peter I don't think, Fonda. I think Henry, I don't think Henry, I don't think Henry would do a movie like this. No, I, I think he would. I think he would be uh, a little upset that that Peter did this movie. But even even when Steve Buscemi was driving, you could see the screen, like it was a movie screen of like trees going by. Oh, that's like, what you were saying. That's what they left in. No, 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 no. They, they, they left uh, the Disney Disney World attraction at the end of the movie. Oh well, that. Oh, you're talking about the the Matterhorn, the castle. No, the mountain. So there, there's uh, a Disney World. There's a Disney World ride called, I think, the Matterhorn. That it's a, it's it goes around like a mountain. It's a roller, it's a roller coaster. Well, when at the end of the movie, you actually see the roller coaster around the mountain. At the end of the movie, oh, you know what that set was because they. That's so funny because they wouldn't let Disney Disneyland wouldn't let them use it any of that stuff. So that whole set was actually a set that was from Back to the Future, like that whole town square, and even the. So I don't remember that in Back to the Future. Maybe it was a scene that was cut, but there was like an amusement park scene. I think that was supposed to happen in Back to the Future. And even that like 
uh, Mickey's castle, like Cinderella's castle. That was like some other thing. I, I forget the name of it. It was in here somewhere, but yeah. But yeah, that was just, so, that was great that that was Corvo's like lair. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. But yeah, Hershey. So Happy Kingdom was the name of it, like the fake one that they used in the movie. Why do they have to use Kingdom? <laughs> I, don't know. A, I mean, what they're trying to fool us, like you know, trying to say you know, like you know, it's not Magic Kingdom, it's Happy Kingdom. <laughs> but you know what? Jeez. I got to tell you, the Hershey like. I was kind of confused of how, what, <laughs> what, because I mean, you know, I I recognized her at first, but the voice was throwing me off so much that I'm like, how are they doing this? Because, what, like, was she not like, was it someone else's voice? Yeah, that was somebody else's voice. But do you know how Hershey's spelt? Her, she. So H E R S H E. Oh my goodness. And That's I love amazing. that whole like when he when he like notices that it's her, and he's just like, "Carjack Malone, don't you remember <laughs> Carjack Malone?" And we were working with uh, Texas Mike O'Shea, like what? <laughs> but she, in order to get this part when she auditioned, she like tucked so- uh, like rolls of socks like in her crotch, so she could like walk and act like a man. Method acting. Method acting. Method acting. She must have learned that from uh, Buddy and uh, just one of the guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but her her voice was like, I, I'm trying hard to describe. Like if you had to describe her voice, it was almost like she was like, you know, when they when they they interview someone that doesn't want to be on like a like FBI's most wanted. They don't yes. want to be, and you hear that deep. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like it was, it was overly deep. Like they really yeah. played the heat, you know, like unbelievable. <laughs> that's a witness protection. Yeah. That's, that's what it sounded like. It was so deep. Like, oh, so tell Ridiculous. us your side of the story. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like almost like granulated, like so bad. But so does oh that guy, God. like, does he get credits in a movie? Whoever supplied a voice? I would think so. The voice person. Yeah. Whoever that is. So is is that his voice for all the FBI interviews? Because <laughs> he sounded just like them. They have to use something different. They have to tweak it even more. Like maybe turn into like Mickey Mouse or uh, <laughs> or something like that. But uh, God. So then we Al Young is one of the the henchmen. And again, they reference Cleveland. So it, Cleveland must have been something something fun. So okay. So who is Hershey? In this world, well, it's Carjack like, Malone. No, I know who Hershey is. I'm talking about like her gang. Like, who is she compared to Jose Cuervo? Like, is it just another like the rival oh, gang? I, right? Yeah, like a, oh, like a new gang because I think yeah. she is from he she is from <laughs> Cleveland. So I guess that was something that Snake ran into in Cleveland. But I did like that the fact that again money thrown around so. 50,000 was to buy map of the to the stars Eddie's stupid recording map which still makes no sense. Who could you think having a GPS that had to read you everything? It was like why would I want this? Like you want a map, you want to see where the people live, not hear where it is and then try to interpret it. But so he convinces Hershey by saying a million dollars. And then he's like I don't want any of that money. I got 5 million right over there. 
but these are bluebacks. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) again, money really has no value there. I mean, no value, but like, that's a little kid line. Like, I know, I know they're usually greenbacks. Let's say bluebacks. Okay. They're back by bluebacks. Ridiculous. Yeah, no, it makes zero sense. Like, really? And then what makes even more n- no sense? Like, the rest of this movie makes zero oh. zero sense compared to the... So when we talked about this earlier, Corvo shows up. His gang is firing all the guns. And then they have all this. Why the hell is the government landing in this futuristic helicopter? Why are they choosing to land in this field? Yeah, in this war zone. Which, by the way, the rest of the movie... This is something else I read took place in real time. So well, last, yeah, I know. Yeah. The last 20 minutes, something like that was real time. But yeah. So yeah. Why would they land right there? Which seemed very futuristic. That yeah. helicopter. It actually looked pretty cool when you saw that, when you saw it open up later. Yeah. When you saw that, when they were in it. That was, yeah. That's I what I, that. Yeah. That was cool. That's where they all got the, that right. That's where all the budget went. That, that was $10 million <laughs> just to nail that. But, like, the fact that the guys were surprised, too. He's like, hey, they're coming at us. And it's like, why wouldn't they? You, <laughs> When you were flying overhead, you saw that they were firing every goddamn bolt that they had. Oh, and again, these guys can't shoot anyway because they didn't hit them once. Because wouldn't they have turned around if they noticed the bullets were hitting them? Maybe they ran out of bullets and they didn't realize it. Because, I mean, they've been shooting for how, you know, like, how many days does this, this movie take place? Oh, he had what? He had... A no, day, right? He only has no. like not even like okay. 10 hours? nine hours or something. Oh, right? nine, nine, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that would been another you. like Leslie. It, it felt, it felt like it felt like I was watching it for a few days. That's how long <laughs> the movie. Like, so yeah. No, it definitely did. So then you get the, at the same point, the president, who's like again, total chicken shit, he's getting ready to leave because Cuba is gonna invade Miami, and then he just wants to hide hide and, and like pray and try to figure it out. Again, you don't even know, like, do they not have any other military? Because he's depending on Snake Plissken to just go get this detonator. But there's no actual military that could beat those ships. They said ships. It's 2013. All this futuristic stuff. And there's, like, ships going to land on the shores of Florida. Well, I agree 100%. Why did they send one person when if they have a military, just send a whole military that could have done this? This could have been over with already if they send a military. Because, exactly. I mean, Quavo doesn't, his army, it, first of all, they don't, they look like a bunch of idiots if they're going to play that stupid game with Snake earlier. So you're going to yeah. tell me the military couldn't have gone there and just wiped them all out if it was that important? Like, why would you send yeah. one guy? And the president, like, which is weird. He 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 does a few like Bible quotes in the beginning of the movie. He's praying later on, but the code to the thing is six six six. It's the country to code. end the world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if, if this guy's a praying guy. I, I think you kind of stay away from that. I guess he's written and now. If I when I say this, you'll think of it like the way he recites his lines. He's spoke. He's written to be like Pat Robertson, the televangelist. Yeah. Yep. And he talks like him, like, and he kind of like his face. Yeah, yeah. They found an actor that looked like him. It's not like they did anything to this guy's face, but he has like those vibes. But this is the part when they're hang gliding. Oh, and you know, you know what's even funnier about it? What makes it funny in a way when they're hang gliding? Us as the audience, who do we see? We only see Snake, Matt to the Stars, Eddie, and Pam Greer. Right? Is that it? 
Yeah. 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 And then later, I thought it was so funny, is when you see all the, the entire gang was helicopter gliding. But why would you choose hang gliding? As the, to me, if all these guys have machine guns, doesn't it take you a little while to get down from the hang gliding? Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't yes. it be like an easy target? And first of all, those hang gliders are huge. Like, they're, 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 I mean, I'm not a hang glider, but does it also last that long? Because it looked like they were just, they were hang gliding as if they were driving a car. Like yeah. they were just going for a long time and I'm not sure it's just, it's that easy just to pick up a hang glider and just do it for the first time. Well, we saw Matt to the stars, Eddie. He was like very shaky doing it. But snake wasn't, he was a pro. And That's- so was, uh, so was Hershey. But how about when he lands, uh, Cuervo Jones is the leader of this gang, right? And he falls for the, Hey, look over there behind you. <laughs> and then he hands his, he sands the black box. And uh, he and he takes it. So after the stars, Eddie has it for like a few seconds, and he makes a switch. Yeah. What? What? So what was he to gain out of that? I I I must have missed that whole conversation. Like, why was he helping Snake at this point? Oh, I think no, because what happened in the in a in a little bit? What he was going to take it and sell it to somebody else. Okay. Because at the same point, you think that he's really helping him, but then he's in a risk his life. He's in a risk. I mean, like, I mean. Cuervo wanted to kill him, like, on the spot. Yeah, but he doesn't have the... Uh, he's having to charge $50,000. Now we know where money is. If a million dollars is getting thrown out there like nothing, 50000 isn't really paying. What bills? I don't know if there's utility companies or <laughs> That's phone what companies. The money aspect world. is so stupid. It really yeah. is. Well, how else do they, how else do they pay for gas? Oh, yeah. I don't know if they are. But no, do you guys remember at all as the audience? Did we see him? We saw him make the switch when it came to Cuervo's black box. But do we see him make a double switch? Because when they were in the helicopter and he goes, here's the black box. Snake does the switch. No, that's later. That's later. No, but with 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 Bashemi does a switch. No, he does. Yeah, but he catches him. He goes, now give me the real. Now give me the real detonator. Right. No, he puts, it in his audience, he puts it in his pocket. Oh, no, he puts it in her pocket. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, because what's her name's with him by now, right? She runs and sneaks in. Now, uh, Utopia is already with them. Who's who's on the helicopter with them? Well, the whole gang is, and then they get picked off one by one. I don't see Al Young get shot, but he's not in it later. So but I guess Pam, Gre- Pam Greer also got shot? She, she, uh, well. Let's not let's 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 talk about this. So how about the fact that one of Cuervo's guys wraps a, okay. uh, a chain uh, or a rope and a rope. nobody hanging from that side shooting out notices it. Not only that, it only lasts about like a minute before they shoot it and then they go. Like it really like for the scene in a movie, like it, you'd think like maybe like, you know, by doing that, someone's able to climb aboard. Someone falls out of the helicopter. No, a minute of trying to trying to fly the helicopter. They ended up shooting the rope and then the helicopter flies away. Like the, the well, rope no, served, it doesn't fall. Well, it just it slowed down a little bit because Cuervo then I did like that when mapped to the star Eddie, when he thinks he's going to save the day and he shoots Cuervo in the chest. And he's like, yeah, I got him. And then he like looks back, and then he gets up and grabs a rocket launcher. <laughs> that was good. But okay, so is Pam Greer on the helicopter at this point? Yeah, I all, once the rocket once the rocket hits, yeah, uh, Matt started and he dives out. 
Correct. And the whole back of the plane at that point is on fire. So I'm guessing they're all dead. But 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 they never showed it though. We never saw her die. We saw the, a lot of the henchmen get picked off one by one. You did? See, I, don't, I I I remember like when when the plane crashed and he walks out. I don't see anyone. Like I was like, where did Pam Grier go? Like they they no, really I didn't, didn't show- see her die. I saw a few of the henchmen, not Aliong or okay. Uh, Hershey. Okay. Yeah. Huh. At this point, I'm telling you, I was like, I, I was hoping for something, right? Like a, a some kind of ending that I, that would redeem. Not saying a cool fight scene or something would have redeemed the entire movie, but it would make me feel better about it. Even if we got like Kurt Russell, Stacy Keach, some kind of thing, nothing. They're, they're even the like I said, even the action scenes are just like. They weren't good. Like they really were. Even the hang gliding scene. Like, like it, it could have been so much better. But like, I just feel like it was just everything fell flat. You know, I know they're trying to. You know, this whole switcheroo at the end. You know, is like the big reveal. But that kind of happened in the first movie. Yeah. Which so like if it happened once before, is it really a surprise? Like in a second yeah. movie. Like I don't know. They tried to trick you. But the fact that, again, the helicopter's on fire, and he's kind of cool about it, and he's like, okay, I'm going to dab Here, take this tape, jump into the clearing. So he gives it to Utopia. She jumps, and uh, then Snake... How high crashed. was the helicopter when she jumped? Oh, oh she'd be dead. <laughs> she <laughs> uh, she literally... I mean, it looked like... It was almost like when Arnold jumps out of the, the helicopter in Commando and lands, yeah. like, waist high. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he jumped, like, from, like, miles up in the air. You know, like, uh, she, she jumped high... She would have broke her legs without a oh. doubt if that died. And the fact that he didn't jump, why would he have jumped? He could have. But but where was he? Like, how did he get out of that? How did he? How did he get out of that plane? Oh, how did he? I guess he just walked out. <laughs> that mean that, that again. That that could have been something too. And I'm like, oh, maybe maybe they're gonna do like the oh he's dead and everybody's like. Oh, snake's dead, and then he arrives. No, he just walked right out. He walked right out. There was no like like, any of that, like uh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, I don't know. And then we find out the whole movie he was lied to. Because he He was lied to. Are you gonna give me? Are you gonna give me the antidote? I have three seconds, and it's like three, two, one, and they're like, "Yeah, we didn't really give you anything." It's like what? He had the flu. So you're gonna tell me he couldn't like. You know, we've all had the flu. You're gonna tell me he couldn't tell that it was the flu and not poison that's killing him. And okay, okay. So we're at the point <laughs> where he's landing now near the end of of the time when he's supposed to die because the time ran out, right? Yeah. Why would he risk going there as a hologram if he needs the antidote? Oh, that is true, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, so like so because he doesn't know this yet, so he, he thinks he's dying, so like Every second counted this entire movie for him to get this. And then when the time runs out, he, he let's just go as a hologram. He wasn't thinking. <laughs> he wanted to go out with a gag. Like The fact that he was a hologram was kind of funny because it was a callback to the beginning of the movie. That's the, I did like that. That's the only thing I liked. It was. Well, I, you know, but like I said, I mean, I, I don't know. Because in the first movie, I think they switched something with the president in the first movie. And they played music or something. Yeah, it was the the New York song in that. Yeah, yeah that, right. That, so yeah. like it was so like so the very exact same switcheroo happened. 
But yeah, the hologram. What year, was... what year is uh, Escape from New York, Andrew? Is that is that set in the eighties? Do they ever say any dates? It's, set, it's nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> it's set in nineteen ninety seven. That's when it's set. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What's the future like then? What did they imagine? Oh well, th- I mean, it focused on New York. It focused on New York, which was a a, a prison uh, city. Oh, and okay. there was just yeah. So it was, um, but it, it was just criminals in that one. Uh, but at the same time, see, there was the, this was another thing with the with New York. The the Russia, I think they were we were going to war with the Ru- Russia or something. Something was happening with Russia, and Russia um, released some sort of gas in New York that turned people crazy. So at the, so. They had criminals, but then they had legitimately crazy people, uh, you know, which turned, they were almost like zombies. So it was it was wild. But that's all we saw. That's all we saw. Of the, when was of it made? That. 81? 78? Around there. 81, 82 ish. Yeah. So, so that was what they thought 97 would look like in the future. <laughs> that we were going to put all our prisoners in New York. Yep. I just love that. This that's- is 2013 and how yeah. high tech. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how like sort of like high tech in one sense and then how low tech it is oh. with the very end of the movie, how everything is affected by so one one thing. Yeah. One thing one thing <laughs> controls the, one thing controls the world. Yeah. Only one. There's actually a lot of those. So I don't think one satellite would like end everything. But everything. And the fact that he looks into the camera too. It kind of broke the wall. <laughs> so cheesy like you know so we'll get to yeah. that one second but the fact that he switched the he switched the thing again because uh he he wants to do the live speech about we're gonna bomb cuba and he enters like the code and he says right on national tv which isn't smart right he goes what is it seven seven six well he six. was gonna do a mur- he was gonna do a murder on on live tv he's the president oh, forever true, yeah. you have to remember that i he's mean the president forever so it doesn't matter and, uh, and at the same time his daughter is being hooked up to be electrocuted Pretty fast, right? Pretty the fact fast. that how qu- how quick is that? Because he yeah. goes, give her the chair, and then when Snake does do the when he does knock the satellite off, it knocks out the power. So this satellite runs the power. It runs the world, everything. So like, so so basically, it was an EMP blast. That's right. That's what it was. It was knocking out anything, anything. But yeah. That doesn't make sense. So, like, so it knocks out everything, <laughs> everything in the world. So you have to you have to create electricity again. <laughs> like, like, like what? Like, because he says, I think Stacey Keach says we have to start over. Don't do it. That means we have to all start over. Yeah, start he over says five hundred years of technology. I'm like, dude, five hundred years ago we were like, you know, yeah. horse and buggy. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Uh, so stupid. Really, like a hundred years of real, like serious technology. Like what? And, and you know, the daughter's all excited that the the electric chair is like shut off, but like the president still wants to kill her. Yeah, I mean, so like they're gonna shoot her or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's a backup plan. plan. (laughs) All right, let's get the four horses and uh, (laughs) the stringer up and hit him with a whip. He doesn't like her. He wants to murder his own daughter. Well, she does want to overthrow him, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess she deserves it, right? You can understand. (laughs) I can understand. Why was she dressed like a stewardess in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, she she looked like a stewardess. Is she a stewardess like on Air Force One? That's (laughs) how she she got in there. 
Yeah, that's, that's just a pink uh, outfit. <laughs> pink air, uh, pink flamingo airlines. She dressed up. She snuck on. And yeah. somehow she was able to fly it. Yeah. How would she fly it? How how did the, like this this the secret agents not like stop her or like allow her? First of all, aren't they always following like the president and his kids? Like yeah. always someone there. So there's no way she should be able to get in there. And She's not the brightest bulb, so for her to be able to do that, like, yeah. Maybe she flirted with Tony, her special agent, and maybe gave him a little surprise or said, I'll meet you in this room. What kind of surprise? A bow tie. Oh. But no, no, maybe like she was like, hey, I'm going to hook up with you. Go meet me in this room. And then she was like, I'm not going to go there. Puts the old chair behind the door. (laughs) Sneaks in. But the fact that she flew like a ginormous plane, that's like, Uh, I don't know. Snake did. He doesn't look like a guy that would surf. And he surfed the biggest wave. He he surfed a tsunami. He does. Yeah. Okay. And he doesn't look like he's ever tried a surfboard ever. And let's not forget, like nothing, nothing against people that have, wear an eye patch or have one eye, but your depth perception and your coordination is way off. Like Andrew has been wearing an <laughs> eye patch, and I guarantee that's probably not too comfortable. Oh, and, you know uh, what? I read. Okay, so I read something else about this. So his he had some eye patches that actually were see through because he was getting headaches from wearing the eye patch all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think one person with an eye patch would be like able to surf or fly no. a helicopter. Oh uh, uh, shit! Here we go. <laughs> and that that really does look like a filter, though. That's it. Really, that's a good. That's CGI. You know what? That looks like better CGI there was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buena Vista uh, Entertainment. They're like very jealous that you're able to do that. But uh, <laughs> to 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 really just close out this movie. Finally, uh, the fact that. Snake does the old switcheroo because the president grabs the black box that's on his daughter. And when he enters the code, he presses play and it's mapped to the stars, Eddie, like talking about his <laughs> thing. And then it's Pliskin who has it. And then that's like Jamie talked about. Like he goes to Keech is like pleading with him 500 years. We're going to have to start over. And w- what's the shitty line he says? He has a name that. Oh, no, I think he just says, like, for God's sake, don't do it, Snake. And just like the beginning of the movie, same line. But this time he goes, the name's Pliskin. Pliskin yeah. And then he does it. And then, but he looks he, in the camera, right? Doesn't he? Do like yeah, a he little, does. Oh. Well, no, no. The ending, the last line he says in the movie when he looks in the camera is when he lights out like that cigarello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he blows out the mat- match. He goes, welcome to the human race. <laughs> <laughs> escape from the world is basically what it, it, yeah. the next movie should be should because be. he, just, he man, just destroyed the whole world so escape from la go to our action sequel expert who man always brings it perfect wig he looks like actually snake himself andrew powers what do you think should people check this uh surfing movie uh, out oh we missed the uh wait the six degrees of, of charles bronson oh talk about that uh, so two things. So uh, John Car- the first uh, Escape from New York, the first uh, – the vision for New York that he had, he took that from Death Wish. He liked the grittiness. He liked the, the, the jungle aspect of it. It was just chaos, and he, he, he mirrored it from Death Wish. 
the second one was uh, the uh, Kurt Russell was not the choice to play Snake. The studio wanted somebody else. Can tell you me, guess who it tell was? Tell me Bronson. Tell me Bronson. It was Charles Bronson. Wow. And Carpenter said, no, he's too old. Wow. Ageism in Hollywood. Right? Right? Almost. It could have happened. It could you know what you look like, Andrew? You look like if, it were, if we were watching like The Naked Gun and they showed like Kurt Russell <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then they showed his stunt double. <laughs> like, like that looks nothing like, because like, like, they've done that I think before. Like, in Naked Gun or one of those, like, well, Tom hot Cruise. shots maybe. Does you remember Tom Cruise with uh, Ben Stiller, and he was his stunt double in Mission Impossible, and we were finishing each other's sentence. That, <laughs> but that's that's what you look like because you you look like the poor man's Kurt Russell, <laughs> or you look like you'd be in a Brady Bunch. Like you look like yeah. you'd be like a. But I'm going to audition man. for Captain Ron, too. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> but if, you know what? If Maybe if Bronson did escape, well, he could have still done Death Wish 3, but I think things worked out for Bronson. Well, you, you know, I, I listen, I, I I don't think it's Kurt Russell's fault because I like Kurt Russell. So, you know, it's not like, you yeah. know, you know, he I mean, I the voice got to me after a while. I, you know, his his, you know, low to- tone and like his like one liners. But I mean, I don't know who else could have done a good job. I mean, I think it's. You know, Stallone could have done it, I'm sure. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I can't see Seagal doing it. No, no. So, Andrew, back to you before you did that. Great Charles Bronson. I, I love those two facts. Uh, would you recommend somebody to check this out? Um, if you can watch it on, like, the times two, times three fast forward, <laughs> um, sure. I, I, I think a quick watch through it. Uh, would be enjoyable, but to sit through uh, the full hour and forty minutes at real time um, might be might be tough. All right, Jamie, I'm gonna say absolutely not. I don't think that I don't think there's any reason to watch it. I really don't. I I feel like you know I think the original one is like a cult classic, and it's basically the same movie. And there's there's really no reason to watch this at all. I I don't think it's. I don't think it's a waste, waste of anyone's time to watch it. There's no reason. So, no, I would say no. This is the first time. I think if you go back to all of the sequels we reviewed, this is very rare for me to say. But I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend to watch it. Usually, like, some of the movies that even are bad, I say, like, hey, still check them out because there are, like, redeeming qualities. I can't think of one scene that no. I could even, like, hang my hat on that I'll remember. The only one I'll remember is, like, the basketball scene, but it's not, like, so bad it's good. It's just so bad it's bad. Well, that's what it is, and and it's Kurt Russell. So you're like, you know, you want to like it. You want to like, you know, like I mean, he's he's oh, great, yeah. but it's just the writing was not great. The, the The scenes were not great. The action was not great. The special effects were not. I mean, like, there's really, like you said, there's nothing likable about this movie at all. Like, I don't know if there's no, one no. scene where I'm like, you know what, that scene was great. Nothing. So no. Yeah, the only parts it. I ever really liked were the hologram with Stacy Keach in the beginning, and then the the callback to it. But other than that, man, that was uh, that was it, man. Escape from L.A. That's it for that. Andrew, thanks again. You'll be back when we finally do uh, Death Wish Five to not finish yes. out the Death Wish, but hopefully Freddie Flakes, I can get him. His agent said down the road, so let's hope. But uh, so the next sequel, you know, summer is in full swing. 
So we're going to do back-to-back sequels that are underwater creatures. The first up is The Last Sharknado. It's about time. And for this, uh, I chatted with Patrick Laberto. And this is like one of the most random interviews ever because just how it came to be. He was on Twitter and he commented on somebody's post that uh, that we're mutual friends with. And I mentioned Mookie from Ghoulies Go to College. And, you know, I said me and Jamie sentiments that Mook should have got the pranking crown at the end. But I said Mook and he did not like that. He said it's <laughs> Mookie. And he said basically like our podcast name, but we left off sequel at the end. And so, yeah, we connected. With it, I said, hey, let, let's do this interview. I think it was like scheduled within like 30 minutes by email. I love talking to him about that. So, uh, you know, we talked about him yakking young, uh, you know, doing so many commercials, being on Little House on the Prairie. Great stories about that and like how really cool the way they built the studio. The studio that they built for that show, they built a highway to to have the studio like just because michael landon didn't want to be in hollywood they built this studio like far away like the sets and they built a highway to get to it so that was like the only people back then that went to it were people that worked on that and of course we talked about how he changed in his career as a young adult and he reinvented himself as the jock and he went on to be in summer school heather ski school and of course ghoulies go to college plus we talked about jag and his online acting school working actor school which uh you can check that out on our website, sequelsonly.com, and I'll put that link in the episode notes as well. So, yeah, Sharknado. It's going to be fun. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at Sequels Only, and don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs>